Hi, everybody. We're back. Hello. Hello. It seems like it's been months since we've done a podcast just because last time was the first break we took, although mm-hmm. it didn't seem like it was a break because we just filmed two back-to-back episodes. That's right. But yeah, for some reason to me, it seems like it's been months and months since we've done one of these already. It's been a weird <laughs> week. It's been a weird week. It throws off my whole, my whole uh, equilibrium when I don't do a podcast once a week now. <laughs> I have a friend who does a podcast, of a friend of my, my little brothers who's not so little. Um, they're all grown up now, too. But he does a, a, a very funny podcast called, called Scotch and Games nice. that is about drinking scotch and playing video games. And I neither drink nor play video games, but I still listen to it because they're funny. But they do it, I don't know, monthly or so. And I think they got 35 episodes and, like, I can't wait to catch them. <laughs> so, a lot of, and a lot of hangovers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're back. I was out east for a Comic-Con. That was fun. And I saw a couple of uh, big summer movies that I won't talk about. I saw them far away from home, so it doesn't count. And I used my visa points, so <laughs> it doesn't count as cheating. No, it's a double... Du- is, is that a double negative? Double negative? It's far from home it's, and you use your points, so, so it's basically yeah. like seeing it here. Yeah. No one will know. <laughs> Don't tell the Mayfair that I saw a movie at a multiplex. I didn't give them money. Um, but and and when when I leave, I always joke that every time I leave Ottawa, I miss like six things I want to do because I miss seeing Tignataro. I miss. I saw Tignataro. You saw Tignataro. I did. Oh, I'm so jealous. She was great. Was uh, was local Ottawa boy done good John Doerr there? No, she mentioned him though. She's like, oh yeah, this is John Doerr's hometown. Yeah, this was her first time in Ottawa. See, I was hoping that. We might be able to screen her, like I'd, documentary. Yeah, we, I'd like to very much, That'd but be awesome. but she's done a couple, and so I think one might just be like a forty-five minute hour like TV special. Yeah, where she tours in in people's living rooms. Yeah, and uh, the one about like her, Tignataro is a stand-up comedian for people who don't know who uh, is a cancer survivor. She had uh, breast cancer. Yeah, and had a whole bunch of horrible things happen to had, her. She had like a stomach bacteria on top of that and got a double mastectomy. And her mother died in an accident like the day she was it's diagnosed just, or something. Just so crazy. she built a stand-up <laughs> yeah. around that. Yeah. And it's brilliant. And like a bunch of, as, as legend has it, like Louis C.K. Was, was there and a bunch of other big shots and were just like, oh, that's the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And then Conan put her on and now she's A-lister pretty much for yeah. stand-up comedy. And there's a documentary about her called Tig, which played at Sundance, and hopefully we can yeah. be a good oh, premiere to get. Yeah, so I'm, I've kind of got that on my radar. I'd like to get that, because we're doing a ton of documentaries lately of various types, mm-hmm. and I'm always happy to get stuff that's not the evil white men documentaries. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a whole genre now, Yeah, how, how horrible we are as white people. Yeah, and we do, and uh, like... Right now, we're filming it, or we're filming this. We're recording this a day late because our hectic schedules and stuff. But tonight we start screening the the new Banksy documentary. Uh, Bank. What we is have it? like one million premieres coming up. It's, it's nuts. And Actually, th- there's so many that I think there's three. I feel like every day we get an email from Lee being like, "This seems crazy. Here's another two. Yeah, and I think there's two or three that I haven't even mocked up posters for yet, just because I haven't. I can't keep up with it. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Where are we? Yeah. yeah. Well, the latest edition, I guess, would be The Damned, which is a punk rock documentary. Yeah, yeah. which is in, like, And Spectrosonic August. is going to help us out with yeah. that. And, and I'm, 
I know the name The Damned. I'm not a music aficionado as I've some heard, people are. I've heard of them. But some people are very excited <laughs> that like we... ex-boyfriends who are big fans? Yeah. I think. I think, I think every ex-boyfriend wears a Damned yeah, shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so we have that. And then, and then yeah, it's just been, been horror movies and artsy films and documentaries and summer blockbuster type things just booking over and over and over again. So it's been fun to kind of see this list of movies we have coming this up. This list is my favorite. Yeah, we've, we've talked about a bunch. I don't even know what we've gotten down to, but um, we might be repeating ourselves, but I know later, there's one called Big Game coming up. From the director of Rare Exports. Yeah. Sam and on the surface, it looks kind of like a dumb action movie, but then when you think it's from the director of Rare Exports, which has really been a Mayfair fan favorite the last couple of years... Um, it is so good. Which, if you don't know what Rare Exports is, maybe we'll get it back this Christmas again, but it's a evil Santa movie. If it, the, the quick one-line mm-hmm. pitch, it's an yeah. evil Santa movie. Um, so that, that fellow directed this movie where it's a, kind of a kid action hero and Sam Jackson... Is Sam the president in this? Yeah, he's the yeah. president. Yeah. His uh, Air Force One crashes, and then he's stranded. I, is it like in Norway? Norway. I think it's a Norwegian. And he, meets, yeah. he meets up with this young uh, kid who's like a hunter, and they team up against... Isn't he uh, a bit of a misfit? Yeah, and they basically like, uh, I guess somebody in his cab, somebody in the president's administration is trying to take over the world or something, and he's he's the one who crashed the plane, and... But it's just cool to see this... I always like looking at our auto premiere page as evidence that, like, the future is fine, and we're still able to get movies despite certain competition and stuff like that, because like, I just, that, like, we're we're making too many movies, just as, as a planet. Like, like people say, blame Hollywood or whatever, like, oh, too many remakes. No, we're just making too much of anything because when a Samuel L. Jackson movie doesn't get, like, wide multiplex distribution and we get first dibs at it, great for us, but it's like, what world is that? But we're oversaturated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that, that Samuel Jackson, the, the star of all these Marvel movies and all these other things, and, like, we're premiering, whether it be, like, a Banksy documentary or... or um, a Sam Jackson movie or all these kind of things. It's just fascinating to me that it, it goes back a while too. Like last year when we got the premiere of, of the Roger Ebert documentary, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that blew mm-hmm. my mind yeah. that yeah. nobody else wanted that. Like, yeah. And so it's, it's good. Like it's good that there's so many. And I always say, I always say like, you know, there's never not good movies out there. You just might have to go look for them a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, a lot to choose from. Yeah. That certainly doesn't mean that they'll all be good or that it's a quality product. Yeah. But. But I'll watch anything. But you can <laughs> totally find good stuff. Yeah. Well, since, since I've been back, I marathon. Like, I've been here. What day is it? Friday? So, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I saw four movies in a row, I believe, here at the Mayfair. Josh has been sleeping on the yeah. couch. Yeah. I saw, I saw the Glenn Miller movie and cried my way through that. Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell. Sorry. I called it the Glenn Miller movie once as well. Yeah. I don't know why. That's another country singer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, Glenn Miller's fine so far. It's Glenn Miller. <laughs> uh, so, I saw that movie. I watched Monkey Kingdom. I watched Woman in Gold. And then tonight I'm coming to see Banksy. So, I'm, I'm back in the groove now. I, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm doing the. Uh, if you you go nuts if you kind of fall off. <laughs> yeah, like, and I fall and I, out of your movie I missed, watching habit. I missed Maggie. I missed something else. Like Cast No Shadow. No, you saw it. Didn't I saw you? Cast No Shadow. Okay, That's okay. the other one I saw. I missed uh, Marrow digging up the marrow. Oh man, yeah. I want to see that. Um, and 
but yeah, I, I'm doing the, uh, if, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are familiar with uh, Doug Benson. And so Doug Benson set up doing a uh, Doug Loves Movies challenge for 2015, where in previous years he tried to do watch a movie a day. So like physically actually watch a movie a day, which is nigh impossible. Just like because some days you're busy and stuff comes some up. Some days you can't, and then some days you're sick and you can watch like eight in a row. Yeah, so that's what he's doing this year. Is like he and, and us Doug Benson fans are doing you average a movie a day. So I, I was like, I was five or six movies ahead of the curve. I was going to say. And then I went you out. follow Twitter. Josh is updating yeah, uh, his yeah. list on Twitter. <laughs> and what I'm doing too, if people are paying attention, which I don't expect them to, I'm just putting, I'm just advertising the Mayfair movies I see <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just pretending that I'm doing, but I, you know, off the record, most of these movies are coming off of like Netflix and stuff like that, but I'll see a movie here a day, but I was about five or six ahead of the curve. And then I did my, and it happened so fast. I, I was in Moncton and Halifax for like a week or eight days. Yeah. And now I'm 10 movies behind. Like, like I forget what the day it is. Like say today is day like 145, like for actual calendar oh God, dates. Yeah. I'm at like 134 or something like that. And I just blinked and I'm like, and then you do the math in your head and you start like panicking. Like, like, it, like ah, it, yeah. when am I going to find 10 hours? L- like it's an actual job I have. I'm like, oh, I got to catch up on my movies. Pat, Patton Oswald's new book um, oh, yeah. is all about that. Yeah. It's all about when in the 90s when he moved to LA to, uh, to do stand-up, he would go to like the New Beverly and yeah. see like, Go, go see just just binge watch movies yeah and write them down in his diary yeah and it's it's about how he was just obsessive over doing that and then he kind of grew out of it realizing like oh, I gotta yeah spend more time doing other things I can't you know well and there's a guy like so if you watch if you like hashtag it or you 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 put in like DLM challenge 365 movies you'll find like a list and so I'm at like 135 or something. Doug is only at like 105, and he keeps on saying, but he's got festivals. You're doing great. So I'm ahead of her. There's one guy who's at like 288 or something like uh, that. Oh, does he live with his mom? And I'm like, I'm like, what else are you doing? Because I like, besides for you know working, I I really like reading comic books, or I watch David Letterman, or I listen to podcasts, go shopping for groceries. <laughs> you know, I eat. Yeah, and 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 there's a point too where you don't want to make it unfun you know you don't want to be like oh it's three in the morning i gotta I beat watch you <laughs> all i watched a thousand yeah. this year and and, oh, and i think the whole intention was never like a race it was like an excuse to see movies you haven't seen yet and, and it's, it's and not talk like, about and it talk about it right? yeah and, and 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 you're not supposed to watch movies you've seen already because the whole point is to catch up but so me watching twister like five times no you're just gonna ruin your curve and, and then <laughs> and then me too i'm like i'm like oh i'd really like to watch something I got on Blu-ray or some, or even anytime I see a movie here that I've seen before, like Blade Runner, um, or to get us back on topic, we have Alien coming up. Yeah. That room, I'm like, oh, that's two hours where I should be watching and, something else. And it else. is the director's cut. People are, people are yeah. really curious, like, which version is it? But Not that the director's cut's that No, different. like, the director's cut doesn't add, like, New stormtrooper. And I should say that like, it's not a director's cut. It's it's the yeah remarketing of an old movie cut. Yeah, they and, cut, like director's cut is a meaningless term now. So what an alien? Okay, so Ridley Scott actually did a cut, right? Okay, besides for the first one. So there's the first Alien, mm-hmm. but then didn't he do a cut that just kind of changed a few little things, like for for the yeah. DVD release? Yeah. But then what we're showing is like a 20th or 25th anniversary edition or something like that. Yeah, but they call it. They I call think it. They the call it the cut. director's cut. Yeah, 
And so that's it. There's three versions floating around. And then there might be like a weird TV version or something. I, I don't know. I, it, it gets confusing. There I know. There always is a weird TV version, though. Yeah, oh, there My always is. My favorite movie as a kid was Step Monster with Alan Thick. Yeah. And they cut out two <laughs> series parts. Wait, wait, let's go back here. <laughs> Alan Thicke is your favorite actor. Okay, no, he's not my favorite actor. This movie was my favorite. Yeah. The movie. Which, which one's Step Monster? Step Monster is about a kid whose parents are, like, staying out in the woods because the dad is an architect. He's building this house for a weird lady. Yeah. And his mom, the kid's mom, goes missing. Yeah. But the kid is, like, super into comic books, and he's like, this crazy lady is a Tropopkin. Yeah. Th- a monster, and yeah. she ate my mom. Wow. Uh, and so it's, like, him, like, investigating, trying to convince his dad that, like, and his dad is like, oh, comic books, put your imagination away and play the violin. And the kid is like, dad, <laughs> your girlfriend, because then, like, the monster becomes his stepmom. And he just is trying really hard to convince Alan Thicke during the whole movie that... I don't think I've seen this for, movie. For a second, <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say my step... I, I thought of my stepmother's an alien with... Dan Aykroyd and Kim Basinger. Yeah, oh, man. or or um, there's a lot of step weird step parent movies. John Waters movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which weird. one? The step he did one with uh, Kathleen Turner. Step, serial mom. Serial mom. But that, serial but mom. she was like, she wasn't yeah. the stepmom. No. Yeah. And yeah. then there's the stepfather. Speaking of stepmom, we're playing Cinderella this weekend. Yes. Oh, see how I did Good that. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> bitchy stepmothers, I it's uh, Cinderella's funny because. I re- this isn't my quote. I'm stealing this from somebody, but but some critic said said Cinderella is a is a very good film and very impressive. Looks nice and epic. Kenneth Branagh directed it, so it has a nice kind of Shakespearean tint to it. But it wasn't actually a successful movie. It had a Frozen short in front of it, and they advertised it like they they had theatrical posters for it. And if you saw an ad for it on TV, they'd be like, "And it includes a Frozen short. Come see it this Friday." So, but Disney does that a lot. Yeah. So, but but most like. If they if they, they they did like like polls on it and like most kids went or like wanted to see the Frozen short and they just hung around and watched the movie. There's a mom who sent me an email asking if we were selling advanced tickets for Cinderella this weekend because yeah last summer there's a daycare close by who rented out the theater and put oh. on a Frozen sing along that was sold out within a matter of yeah, yeah, days. Yeah. Uh, and and this poor mom got told that she is a bad mom oh. because she wasn't able to secure tickets to the Frozen Who told, sing-along. Like her kids told her she's a her bad kid mom? Told her, yeah. Kids are monsters. Yeah. <laughs> so, They're like little <laughs> sociopathic. <laughs> she was like, is it possible to get Cinderella tickets in advance? And I was like, oh yeah. God, there is a Frozen short ahead of it. Oh my God. That'd yeah. be awesome if we like sell out for like... Based on... Yeah. And we, and we end up like bringing Frozen back or bringing Cinderella back next weekend but just putting on the marquee Frozen short Fro- Frozen short yeah from, so, from 1 to 110 <laughs> so if there are any mothers listening you are a bad mom don't yeah. be a bad mom don't be a bad mom bring your kids to yeah. see Cinderella make up for missing the Frozen sing-along yeah. yeah oh my god I wish we could play Frozen don't scar your kids with your neglect of them seeing okay real talk movies. though lady you're not a bad mom you're not no, a bad, no, 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 no you're not a bad mom <laughs> I, I remember when I was a kid, and I think these still exist, but they would do like real knockoff like DVD productions of classic fairy tales, and they'd be they wouldn't be features; they'd be like forty minutes, maybe even shorter. But it was Beauty and the Beast and Pinocchio and Little Mermaid, and so they'd, they'd be at like Walmart for like four ninety nine, and I'm sure some poor grandma or grandpa, like the year that Little Mermaid came out or Pocahontas. Uh, 
and they'd buy them. And I just imagine kids like that on Christmas morning being like, you ruined Christmas. This is a Disney Pocahontas. You know, this is the knockoff it's one. It's the dollar store version. It's the dollar store version. And I just imagine that happening all the time. Because nobody owns that. Like, like, like we could make a, make a well, Pocahontas they, movie. Yeah. Like, what would the dollar store version of Frozen be? It wouldn't be they couldn't call it Frozen. They'd have to call it fro- Frosty. Yeah. Because that's the new... Well, but isn't... I could be wrong, but, but Frozen, I think, is based on a mythology, right? Like, is based on a on a like a Hans Christian Andersen story or something like that. Mm-hmm. And same with like, they're just putting different words on it now. But instead of like Rapunzel, they changed it to Tangled, and instead of whatever, they changed it to Frozen. So they just kind of like. But those are public domain, right? Those, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with the exception of what, like Lion King? Like Lion King was not. Um, well, Lion King's based on a true story. Yeah, it's a documentary. <laughs> documentary about those lions. But, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to see Cinderella just because it's, it's with Kenneth Branagh directing and... and, and, and I was and reading the, in uh, one of the reviews that I read was saying that Walt Disney made a Cinderella short before the actual Cinderella came out. Okay. So this is like third time's right. charm yeah. kind of thing. And it's this new trend of like in remaking cartoons into live action, which I then think in 10 years will remake back into cartoons, I bet. Like... Disney will do a Cinderella in, like, 2025. They're going to go back to Chattering Mouses at some point. I want yeah. them to go back to hand-drawn animation. Yes. Or, like, at least 2D. Not hand-drawn, per se, but, like, 2D animation. Because we screened SpongeBob SquarePants a few weeks ago or a couple months ago, and it, it's completely advertised as a 3D slash live-action movie like, like Smurfs or Alvin and the Chipmunks. But it was, like, 75% 2D animation. And it looked so nice up on the screen. And... I hear they might be doing an Adventure Time movie um, in 2D, and I just love 2D animation. And, and yeah. poor, poor Disney gave poor Disney gave a shot at it with the the Frog Princess, but it didn't really fly. And Winnie the Pooh, which I didn't think do well. That's just the story. Yeah, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh is so good. The the, the more recent Winnie the Pooh mm-hmm. movie, but I don't think kids. I don't, I think kids just want. I mean, we played Big Hero Six, and that did gangbusters. Yeah. Kids, kids are kids today with their animation only want the the 3D stuff. But, um, but yeah, so... Because uh, their eyes haven't fully developed. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, it, their, their eye maturity isn't there yet, so it takes time for them to realize that 3D sucks. Yeah. They don't actually understand. I'm, I'm so glad that, that we get to say, like, only in glorious 2D anytime yeah. we play, like, a... You know a, what I hate is that every poster that involves a 3D oh, movie pretty much has 3D printed on it, even yeah. though you cannot just play 3D across the board. There are people with epilepsy and stuff, Oh, my you know? God, yeah. I have a friend of mine, my friend John, and it, like, gives him crazy, like, seasick headaches. Mm-hmm. And so, it's tough. I can't do 3D. The last time no. I, t- I tried Toy Story 3, yeah. it gave me a migraine, and, and then I swore off it. And anytime we play something that, that was 3D, whether it be, I think, like, Big Hero 6 or, or Toy Story 3 seen here, or even a few years back, the first Avengers movies I saw here and 2D, it didn't matter. It looked fine, you know? And, and I always say it's like... Your brain makes it 3D. Like when, when you see a small person on screen and then there's a big person on screen, you know that that small you have person. depth perception yeah. built into your eyeballs. It's not like you're confused. <laughs> why, why is that person so small? I don't get what's going on. So I'm glad that we're kind of stubbornly 2D. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I remember I, it was SpongeBob. You were mocking up the SpongeBob poster and we were trying to like get 3D out of yeah, it. Yeah, or find one that didn't have it on it at all, which was nearly impossible. Yeah. Yeah, that in, that in the dates. But, yeah. you know, and people have been asking, too, because we were, Alien is coming up, uh, which we're kind of showing, coinciding with 
What's Dark the H- Star. Dark Star. H.R. Giger documentary. The man who designed the uh, the xenomorphs. Is yeah. that what they're called? Yeah. Not I, just Aelid. Like the xenomorphs, their, yeah. You know, that's their actual species name. Yes. Everyone, everyone kind of calls them alien, just like kind of... The, the alien from Alien. The alien from Alien. And it's kind of become like a nerdy, like Frankenstein's it's, monster thing. It's xenomorphs. Yeah, like where you kind of feel like extra nerdy for pointing out that... It's not the. It's not Frankenstein. Frankenstein's the doctor. He's the Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. And then you get beat up after school. But like that's kind of <laughs> like the the xenomorph equation. But watch, go watch the trailer. Like we have it on our website. I've seen the trailer like it's half a dozen times. It's one of the times. greatest trailers ever. Cut. Oh, oh my God, he's just you know eccentric. If there's an eccentric artist out there, it was H.R. Giger. Mm-hmm. And they show like his living room, and his living room is like just filled with. Skulls and just just like it looks like he lives in like the set from one of the alien films. Inside of an alien is his home. Yeah, and and he so he created like I believe like it was based off of pre-existing artwork. So I don't know whether it was Ridley Scott or the screenwriter or somebody saw his artwork and said, "Let's make the alien look like that." And I don't know at what point that happened. If it was in the like original screenplay, I, I think he was involved all the way along. Mm-hmm. So we're playing the original Alien, which, man, I, I, I used to have a cat named Ripley. I, 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 if I ever have a kid, it might be named Ripley. I, I, Sigourney Weaver is, and that character is probably my favorite female character ever, ever. in yeah. a movie. Maybe even like gender bias, favorite character ever in a movie. I love her evolution. I'm so brainwashed. I love all four Alien movies. Uh, I know most people don't like part three and hate part four. But I've, I've never been able to get through part three. Yeah, see, some people, like, I, I swear, it's one of those things where you hear other people like it, and I never argue with people. I'm like, oh, like, if there's a movie that everyone else loves that I don't, I'm like, good for you, I'm glad you liked it. But when people say they didn't like Alien 3, I'm like, what are you, what, did you see something different than I did? Because <laughs> I really like that movie. But, but Alien is this, like, what's cool, too, is Sigourney Weaver wasn't the star of it, and she went on to be... And especially, like, you know... Well, yeah, the first Alien's an ensemble, right? Yeah. There's all these great actors in it. There's Harry Dean Stanton and Yafit Koto and John Hurt. Yeah, Tom Skerritt. Tom Skerritt. And it's... You go in seeing it for the first time, you don't realize who's... You don't know who's going to emerge as the survivor, so... And it's one of those movies that it's impossible not to use the modern-day term spoiler with because... If you're familiar that there's four alien films with Sigourney Weaver, you might take a wild stab at, oh, she survives the first one. <laughs> but it's one of those things, like, I wish we had, like, like the Men in Black device and could erase your brain. Because if you could walk into Alien and then, then erase your brain and not know who is going to survive, mm. oh, it's just the best, yeah. you know? But, I mean, I don't know. Those people are... I guess there are some people out there who don't know, but it's few and far in between. It's like, it's like knowing about... Rosebud or Darth Vader or Crying Game. There's certain movies that are just they're in the public conscious, even if you don't. Yeah, even know if you them. haven't seen them. But it's still it's one of those things that you could know the ending and it's still scary. It's still yeah, like it's terrifying. And and people have been asking about Aliens, and I just joke like, well, let's sell out both those nights of Alien, and then we'll have an excuse to show Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, so that's another another retro movie we have uh, on the horizon. Um, if you're listening to this right away, we're recording this on May 29th. Uh, we have Kingsman coming up, which is kind of... That's a really good movie. More it's of a, a rarity of nowadays of kind of a more recent, like, Hollywood mm-hmm. movie. Oftentimes, it's not even for dislike of these type of movies, but we just, we don't have room. Like Mel mentioned, we've just, seemingly we have, like, we've run out of 50 time. premieres coming up. 
and then we'll book non-premieres like like Woman in Gold or Far From the Madding Crowd. Uh, and just our schedule fills up on our one screen, but we managed to fit in Kingsman, which is a, uh, a comic book adaptation from the guys who did uh, Kick-Ass. And the cast is nuts. Like, it's, it's Michael Caine and Samuel Jackson and Colin Firth. This is what... Okay, so I mixed up Big Game and Kingsman, I think, uh, in my brain a little bit. Because yeah. this is the one where they discover a little misfit and they groom him to yes. be part yeah. of the spy agency. Well, even in Big Game, I think the kid's kind of a misfit, okay. so... Okay. This, this is like, is it R-rated here? No, it's like 14A. 14A. So in the but, States, it is, but it is quite violent. Yeah, in the States, like, I think like, it was R. Yeah, like, like it's, a, it's a James Bond spoof, which is nothing new. Yeah. But it's very, at the same time, it is pretty innovative in how they spoof James Bond. It, it, it has its own kind of mythology, but at the same time is, you know, yeah. spoofs and, and that's, on, on James Bond. That's changed. Inspired by? Yeah, both inspired by and, <laughs> and making fun of it. And that's something that's changed because in the last couple of years, mostly everybody really likes the Daniel Craig James Bonds. But they went through a long time. Even even the, the Pierce Bronson did well. A lot of fans didn't like them. And I think, I think... When I was in high school, there was a guy who would put together... Like Pierce, he looked sort of like Pierce Brosnan, so yeah. he put together James Bond spoofs for our pep rallies at school. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was at a French school, and he <laughs> called it jambon, and it was the jambon. best. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that guy, as long as he did it in Canada, as far as I understand it, could do his own French James I Bond movie. I hope he does. Did he have to do it in French and English? I'd had to be in French only because it was a French school. Yeah. And they were pretty strict about that. Well, for a while, like the big irony was that spoofs of James Bond were better than James Bond. Because, like, you look at the three Austin Powers films, and they had, like, better music, they had a cooler Bond girl, and they were more fun and had better action scenes. I'm not a big fan of the Austin... I mean, I kind of liked them when they came out, but I yeah. don't think they've held up well. <laughs> I don't know if they've held up, but at the time when you're like, oh, Heather Graham is the Bond girl, or Beyonce is the Bond girl, mm-hmm. but they were the Austin Power girl, I thought that was just kind of funny. Yeah. And then now, like, with Kingsman, I think it's one of those things, too, where it's, like, some people think it's a, a spoof or a homage that's better than the source material. Some people have said that. Well, it works on its own. It has its, yeah. own, mytho- it has its own mythology the way it works. Yeah. It's based on a graphic novel. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not just a straight James Bond spoof. Yeah. But if you do anything British with a gun in a nice car, people are going to be like, oh, James Bond-style movie. Mm-hmm. But, I, I, like, it's got... Yeah, Michael Caine and Samuel Jackson in it, so I'll go. And see Samuel it. Jackson's really good; he's the villain. Yeah, and Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's in Mark it. Mark Hamill's in it. That's right. Oh, yeah. So cool. So we were just talking about. We had said uh, before Mel walked in. Andrew and I were talking about uh, the the kind of what do you call it? Like not public service announcements, but don't be a jerk announcements to like turn off your cell phone. And yeah, there's a lot of people lately who just yeah. think that it's okay to surf Twitter on their phone while the movie is on. Well, and I said, like, I had some texture, I had some loud talkers during it follows. Oh man, it's, it's and I, it made me think that oh, we got to get a, a don't talk, yeah. don't text. Yeah, and for it, movies it, like that, for for movies where yeah. you know, I don't mean to beat up on young people, but like, yeah. I don't have, I don't think we have to worry about no about it during like a screening of no people at women best in, exotic miracle yeah. hotel like no. we're screening women in gold for an encore week this week and i don't think many women in gold patrons are going to be checking facebook during the thing but i or find Tinder. mind you the, there are it's some, getting worse some old yeah. folks who just don't get it either well i went to see uh kids in the hall at the nac last week week and a half ago and we had pretty good seats 
about halfway back in the orchestra, but there was two people in the front row and they kept on taking pictures. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you, like, and if I had been closer, I would have been like smacking him in the back of the head and mm-hmm. being like, just, just enjoy the kids in the hall. Like if, if you want a photo of kids in the hall, you could probably type in kids in the hall tour 2015 and find some nice professional photography. You know, you don't have to take a picture. And when you're at a movie, like, unless you're like an open heart surgeon. You're not surgeon, supposed to be taking photos of the movie or videos yeah. of the movie. Well, I always say like, unless your, your, your wife is about to give birth or you're an open heart surgeon. And in those two situations, if your wife's about to give birth, don't come to the movie. And if you're open heart surgeon, you know, keep it on, uh, keep it on buzz. You know, just, just and kinda... check your phone in the lobby. That's what yeah. it's the for. Point, the point being, the people who are checking their phones, yeah. have absolutely no reason to. They no. just and I find they're I've addicted. Had... They they need yeah. to check Instagram every five seconds. I've had very good luck at when I catch somebody and scold them like a grade school teacher, they're horribly embarrassed and they stop. Most of the time. Yeah. So I think it's like they don't. I don't know, like, don't realize what they're doing or don't don't think about it. But when you say, like, it was what they said, this is, was not texting, this was talking. But this was a few years back, we were screening uh, Blues Brothers. And it was it was a packed night. Like, there, there, there must... I hope so. <laughs> yeah, there, there must have been 300 people in here. And it's it's one of my favorite movies and one, yeah, of the, one of the best movies ever. And there was a dad sitting with his, like, 10-year-old son, and the dad was giving it, like, a live audio commentary track and being like... Oh, that's Ray Charles, or or or, or Dan Aykroyd and, and and Belushi were on Saturday Night Live, and I let it slide a couple times, and then I went over and I and I just said, uh, "Sir, you're talking at a full voice, and if we can hear you up here, everybody can hear you. So please be quiet." And after the movie finished, somebody I don't know, a stranger behind me, leaned over and thanked me for doing that, and and as soon as he got scolded, he shut up. But I think some people just, and it's nothing new, like but they're used to watching movies at home now so they can talk I don't know but what I don't understand is that, like I went to see a movie last week and um, the person in front of me pulled out their cell phone yeah and like it's I, he was trying to shield it from the screen yeah but like directing like right into my face yeah and so when I asked him to like I told him like please shut off your phone it's distracting yeah he turned around and looked at me like I was the oh problem my God. and it's like just go home yeah 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 <laughs> But it's so yeah. So Mark Hamill, I don't understand. Mark Hamill yeah. did a and for for Alamo Drafthouse did a on the topic of Kingsman did a Kingsman themed everybody turn off your cell phones for Alamo Drafthouse and Andrew and I were were asking we're, we're thinking about like I wonder if we just emailed our friends at Alamo Drafthouse and said like can we use those do you mind if we like rebrand them and like use the video clip but then put like a Mayfair logo after you know because they've done theme specific ones for. I know, like, Kingsman. So, like, there's special events and stuff. Yeah, like, they, right? they did one with um, kind of, like, uh, uh, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delphi because they do a bunch of movies. They've done all the Before Sunrise things mm-hmm. with Richard yeah, Linklater. Yeah, I saw that one. And good. Linklater's a hometown boy down there in Austin. Um, and even, I thought, just kind of finding, like, finding some humorous, like, one-panel, like, Farside-type sketch where somebody's saying something about, you know, mm-hmm. cell phones, something like that. Because we have we made one with Lloyd Kaufman when he was yeah. here, but it's pretty long and uh, it's violent. good for late audiences. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, violent. Yeah. But and we it, need some for a, a little bit more PG audience. Yeah, and then, and then if you say that, then then you get to be like, you just saw the sign, and it's unfortunate, but like then you could say like, hey, you just saw the sign, don't do this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and and it's pretty like, it it has gone away from. I think in the early days of cell phones, it might have been like actually talking. 
because I, I have a memory of the early days of cell phones and someone taking out the phone and being like whisper voice and being like oh I'm at the movie, like, the, 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 like those big Michael Douglas Wall Street yeah yeah, yeah. like oh my god you look like such a jackass doing that and theater. I remember that somebody saying like oh no I'm 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 at God, what was the early? You know, I'm I'm at Star Wars. I'm I'm at I'm at Episode One. Yeah, I'll be out in two hours. Yeah, I'll meet you at this thing. I'm like, no, no, don't do that. Like, it's just take a pee break. And I'm, I I just imagine like people like taking out a radio and listening to the radio while watching a movie. You know, it's just and and it is funny thing. It's probably like preaching the choir. It's like anything. It's like it's like when we screen a documentary about like you know global warming it's like well all the people who believe in global warming are probably watching the movie about global warming and sadly most people aren't going to be like i've been turned around yeah. <laughs> you know i am an evil it's just like yeah. it's like that reinforces that their scene in birdemic that scene in yeah. birdemic where they go and see an inconvenient truth mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and yeah. then it shows them in the parking lot yeah where it's like that was a good movie an inconvenient truth yeah i'm going to get a car that's more environmentally friendly yeah well, it's, 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 oh man, you just, we could just talk about people being jerks and talking on cell phones for like the, we could. that's our new podcast, our weekly podcast. We, we should, we should get somebody who did it and bring them in as a guest. And the next like, oh, like, like the people's court. And shame them. Yeah. Just interview them. Yeah. Why, why? Why do you think that that was a good idea? Why are you the worst person of in all time in the world? I know there's a lot of horrible people out there. You are the worst person I've ever seen. Um, so I think we've talked about most of that. We haven't talked about... Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Saturday, May 30th. A million people are coming on Saturday. I'm making a big mess and it's going to be fun. Yeah. Chris is going to be here. And it's Saturday, May 30th. And if you if you miss Saturday, May 30th, it'll be back, uh, whatever, Next in, month. in June. Um, it's usually the last... to be determined. It's usually the last Saturday of the month. Usually. Yeah. yeah. But once in a while, uh, the Shadowcast schedules conflict a bit and they have yeah. to do it the weekend before. Yeah. Has Sorry. anyone seen... There's a sequel to Rocky Horror, right? Shock Treatment, which it, I've never seen. Is it a musical? Nor have I. I Man, think so. I want them to do a live shadow cast of Shock Treatment. I want these guys to do shadow cast to everything. I was, they are yeah. so great. <laughs> we were joking about, because I had seen uh, the greatest live stage, stage show of all time is Evil Dead the Musical. Mm-hmm. So I said, I want them to do Evil Dead the Musical. It would be kind of difficult because there's songs and stuff, but do Evil Dead the musical during Evil Dead or at least some kind of adaptation where they're, like, making fun of it during Evil Dead. They've oh. got, like, the fake blood situation down pat. Yeah. So, you know. That'd be so good. But it's, it's, like, with Rocky Horror, I keep on thinking Rocky Horror is, you kind of forget the cult movies are old, if that makes sense, because it seems like it's like a young thing. And you're like, oh, no, Rocky Horror is, like, 40 years old. Which means if you went to see it when you were 25, you're now a senior citizen. There are often parents who come out or will be walking, you, you know, by the front of the theater and be like, you guys still play Rocky yeah. Horror? And it's like, yeah, you should come and bring your friends. And yeah. oftentimes they do, well, which man, is the like, best. Like you could have a, theoretically, you could have like, like a 21-year-old, 42-year-old, and 65-year-old who are all like three generations of when Rocky Horror people. we had the Mayfair in Orleans, one mom came yeah. for... Rocky Horror one night. I think it was for Halloween. Yeah. It couldn't have been because Halloween was here. Yeah. Um, so it must have been a little bit before. But anyway, she dressed up. She brought a friend. She brought her daughter, who was yeah. 14 at the time. Totally, totally mortified. Like, uh-huh. why'd you make me wear this stupid hat, Mom? But then she came to every single one after yeah. that, and they still come here. Yeah. It's That's the best. awesome. So it, it grew on her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And now she brings her own friends. So yeah. I get a little worried about... about the newbies, though, because 
I've heard, like, like remember, was this Halloween? When, there was a couple complaints, yeah. When, uh, do, do you remember when, because there's, there's at some point in the show where people line up. Oh, Alex makes everybody kiss a dildo. And yeah. some lady was like. That's part uh, of the intro yeah. de-virginization situation. Some, some lady was like, I hope everyone's giving their consent for this. Well, if you line up, you know what you're getting into. Yeah, I'm thinking like, I understand the whole consent thing, but like if there's a lineup and at the end of the lineup is someone holding a dildo. <laughs> yeah, like if... if <laughs> it's like when people get in line to order food or something and then they get to the front and they're like, uh, I don't know what I want. If you're that guy... Like if, if you were coming to see... You deserve a dildo Well, no, <laughs> no, but it's just like you need to pay attention. You need to learn to pay attention. If you're coming to see Woman in Gold or Far From the Magic, Speaking of her. Not to <laughs> no, mention, in that situation, that person was Alex's friend. Yeah. So, so it was like totally out of line for this lady to be like, meh, meh, meh. Yeah. But I was like, like, if you came to see Woman in Gold or Far From the Madding Crowd and the shadow cast was here spanking you and running around, then you That's might be different. like, I came to see Woman in Gold. Yeah. <laughs> Why are people throwing toast at me? You know, but it's... it's that I'd like to see. I want to see. I want to see the show. Just random. We should like pick a name out of a hat and be like Shadowcast. You're doing Alien, you know, and get them to do like Alien. You're costumes. doing Far from the Madding Crowd. Yeah. Far, so before we run out of time, speaking of Far from the Madding Crowd, I misspelled six times as Far from the Maddening Crowd. That's what I kept. I thinking. kept writing away from the Maddening yeah. Crowd. <laughs> like, and I would. And I, so I put it on Twitter like a week ago, and I put like, um, like Far from a Maddening Crowd starts this Friday. And I would look at it and I go, oh crap, I delete it and go back on and put like far from a maddening crowd or far from the mad... And I, I just did it wrong each time because I, I don't think I've ever heard the word madding. And, well, it's like, but isn't it's, it a, it's a name? Place, isn't it? A family name or something? Yeah. So like, or like a... in my head, I was picturing like getting away from an angry mob, which I think has nothing <laughs> to do with the crowd. movie at all. The maddening crowd. Because the movie's actually like a a romantic period piece based on a classic novel. I hope this isn't becoming like a huge problem for us getting titles wrong because yeah. didn't we piss somebody off or didn't I oh, piss somebody you, you off? Called it it's all your fault. In, I called in it gold. women in gold instead yeah. of woman in gold. Yeah. And, and the lady was well. in the lobby. Lee was working box office and the yeah. lady was in the lobby like, this is, you should have proofreaders. This is horrible. And that's like a, this is an yeah. important movie. And like I said, like if you would have, if you would have put, I hate women on the title, that would be angry. Why did you do that? But you, you got a vowel wrong, you know, yeah. and uh, pretty... it's not even a bad vowel. I mean, if no. it had been women, <laughs> yeah. is that an issue? Yeah, it's, it's a pretty simple mistake, and I don't think anybody would look at that and be like, "Well, I'm not coming to this now. You got that wrong." I, <laughs> like, and it's obviously a typo. Yeah, it's yeah. obviously just a typo. And uh, I keep an interesting thing. I, I'm going to come see Madding Crowd this week sometime. But it's from the director of a very different type of movie, uh, The Hunt. Which, which is really good. was an Oscar nominee and won a truckload of awards at various festivals. And that movie was about, throughout the movie, it's a man falsely accused of kind of doing bad stuff with a kid that he was a daycare teacher, if I remember correctly, yeah. or something. And that movie was... With Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, my God. plays the alleged yeah. predator. And it was just the most, like, edge-of-your-seat, uncomfortable... Like, just crazy Without movie. actually being yeah. visually, you know... Yeah, there's no car chase. They don't show anything yeah. that is, you know, but you just feel uncomfortable because you feel what they're feeling, I think. Yeah, so so that filmmaker did this new movie, uh, Far From the Maddening Crowd, which is a uh, classic romantic drama. So I'm always interested to, see, interested to see a filmmaker switch it up like that. I think that's really cool. 
that he didn't do another kind of thriller that he did a romantic drama mm-hmm. and just to kind of switch things up, do something different. Um, Cause like we were, but when we walked in, uh, uh, Nick, our resident handyman was, is painting. <laughs> resident handyman. Our resident handyman. He lives here. Um, and so he's painting the Mayfair and it's, uh, he was listening to a, a certain soundtrack from a new, a new Mad Max. It's Mad Max. He's listening <laughs> to it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, us talking about Mad Max isn't going to Yeah, make, we're just like only skirting it, around it this whole yeah. time. Yeah, it's only like the most talked about movie right yeah. now. And, uh, but we were joking that he, he would refuse to turn it off so you'd just hear Mad Max soundtrack playing in the background. I just, I just give a laugh because we always talk about stuff that's not at the Mayfair, but... Just the guitar guy. Yeah, but, but so we, we, to, to make it Mayfair related, we have had people asking like, are you going to do a, a, a triple bill of the Mad Max films? And it's like, in a, in a perfect world... Where we've shown all three of them. We've shown all three of them. Not together. Not together, yeah. In a, in a perfect world where 325 people would come and pay... And sit for six hours. And sit for six hours, yes. Unfortunately, we just kind of don't live in that world anymore. We still do it a couple times a year, but even at that, like, I think the last Indiana Jones and Back to the Future did, like, maybe 75 people or so, you know? We'd have to have a dedicated cell phone room if we did that. Yeah. So, you know, never say never. Like, we, we could play the old ones again. And I'm sure, like, top of the pile of mainstream movies is Mad Max Fury Road to get in here. But that's an example of... of you look at, at, at uh, uh, that director's legacy, and it's hilarious because it's like Mad Max movies, Lorenzo's Oil, like a, like a, a heavy drama movie, true story, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, the Witches of Eastwick. Witches of Eastwick, yeah. which is more of like a Hollywood so kind of mainstream Jack Nicholson thing. And then a couple of Babe movies... And a couple mm. of Happy, Happy Feet, Feet movies. Which he won an Oscar for. I and think then, the second yeah, one. Yeah, and then, and then back to Mad Max. And then he comes out with, yeah. And the success, it must have been the success of Happy Feet that allowed him be to make a giant Mad Max film. Because that I remember Neil Patrick Harris saying how people were, were, were talking down to him about being in the, the two Smurfs movies. And he goes, what you don't understand is, is you've got to kind of build a resume. And so now I can point at people know me from a TV show that's popular... A, a, a $300 million audience with kids and parents saw me in the Smurfs movies and then the producers of Gone Girl will say, oh, well, <laughs> and it sounds crazy, but he said, I might not have been cast in Gone Girl if not for the Smurfs movies because they put me in front of a lot of eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And if, if they just recognize my name, even if from a completely different genre, they'll go, oh, yep. I know that guy's name. Yeah, I know I that guy's know, name. I like his previous yeah. work. Yeah, it's. I mean, and I guess it's sort of also like the Crispin Glover situation where he oh, yeah, did exactly. a lot of big Hollywood movies so that he could produce his own. Yeah. On thirty-five millimeter. Yeah. And not have anybody else interfere. And I bet you the, I bet you one Happy Feet movie probably made more than all three original Mad Max movies. Probably. Yeah. So they could. He could say, "Look, I'm a viable filmmaker that can draw an audience," or or he, or maybe he went, "Let me do Fury Road, and then I'll go yeah. and do Happy Feet 3. That might have happened Whoa. too. Yeah. Because I know if you, I love George Clooney's career because you could you could look at the Oceans trilogy and I forget what was in between them, but it's like like Oceans Eleven and then it might have been um, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Yeah, and then directed. like Oceans Twelve and then his his journalist movie like the Black and White good movie. Good night and good luck. And then Oceans Thirteen. <laughs> and <laughs> just, fo- just like the go-to and, guy for like yeah. and his football movie. That movie is called. But you yeah. could see you could see see it where it's like and, and like he did. Something fairly mainstream and effects heavy, like um, uh, oh, the space movie. I can't believe I'm forgetting Gravity. 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 There you go. Andrew's winning the sixty-four thousand dollars <laughs> question. Uh, Gravity, and then he did uh, uh, Made Men, 
Is that right? The um, Maid of Honor? Maid, no, he did no. The, the World War II art film. Oh, the, oh. Mo- the Monuments movie, no, Man. The movie Monuments no one liked. Yeah, yeah, so no one liked that, but he was like, well, I'll go do a mainstream Hollywood movie, and and now he's in Tomorrowland, and like kind of a Disney mm-hmm. film, and he'll probably, I bet you next he'll do some weird little movie again, but... But uh, yeah, I like that. I like diversity in a filmmaker instead of just doing the same thing over mm-hmm. and over again. Uh, but people might hear in the background that we have commotion in the background because I think popcorn's getting made and getting I think, ready to open. Yeah, I think it's about time to get and ready. And the to pop, the popcorn machine was being looked at. Oh, hopefully so it's fixed. Oh, fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean it was still popping popcorn. Yeah, it just like was doing weird finicky things so that we'd have to like hold the kettle up while it was popping to make sure that things inside were moving. On one foot with a. <laughs> MacGyver, like some kind of yeah, device. To we do everything here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we popcorn. do. We do. Oh. Movies without popcorn is the worst thing ever. Movies about popcorn? Movies without popcorn. Oh. <laughs> Movies about popcorn. Movies about popcorn? <laughs> worst. <laughs> I worst. don't think I've ever seen a movie about popcorn. There's a movie called Popcorn, but it's Isn't not, it? it's not, a, it's a horror movie, but it's, yeah. it's, it's a horror movie set in uh, a theater during a, an all-night horror marathon. Whoa, whoa. I think it's good to wrap things up with Andrew bringing up a movie that no one's heard about again. When it, when it, he he just named fifteen movies in a row. He wins the he wins the door he wins the uh, the giant uh, monkey stuffed animal off of the back. You need of the to face. call a friend. Call Andrew. Yeah, you need to phone a friend. Phone Andrew for your million dollar pyramid question. Yeah. Okay, let's get out of here. I'm hungry. Okay, bye. Bye bye. Bye everybody. <laughs> Did you say you're hungry? I'm hungry. Yes. I'm- that's how you should end every, every episode. I'm hungry. Just don't me, don't say goodbye. Me grumbly saying, I'm hungry. And don't, then I flip the table. Don't say goodbye. Just yawn and say, I'm hungry. Nap time. We're all stretching. Yep. Bye. Bye. Get more out of life. Go out to a movie.